Hello and good evening. It has been about 20 years since Star Trek Enterprise Season 3, Episode 3, Extinction aired. 20 years? That's right, Crip Tucker. But we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast for yet another review of a Star Trek Enterprise episode. I'm not Jody Simpson. He has something else going on tonight. He didn't really say what it was, but it must be important. Because I'm Dave Mater here filling in. And I've, of course, got the, uh, the long-standing co-host with me, Adam Woodward. Hey, Dave. Coming to us that. from... Airport in Vancouver right now. Oh yeah. Planes Oh yeah. No, uh, verified. You are in an airport. I can't confirm. Yep. All uh, those people yep. are famous now, especially yeah. that guy just roving behind you. Yeah. Well, he's got a mask on, so it's okay. And of course, <laughs> we got the guy who uh, would um, steal the the egg full of larvae from you, but then would you know get some back. It's Kevin Millard. Um, how you doing today, Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. I just made that up on the fly. That wasn't really prepared. I'm not as good at this as Jody uh, with his uh, little uh, tribes of the episode. But but this is uh, Extinction. And I was I'd never watched this episode before. And uh, but those who had had warned us it wouldn't be that enjoyable. That it was not a, a highlight of uh, of Enterprise's third season. And I can't say I fully disagree. Um, although I, I didn't hate this episode either. Um so uh let's go to you kevin what do you think about extinction i uh i was enjoying it until again the end where it just ends without any resolution it's like they just walk on the bridge and they're fixed like great that's great i'm gonna agree with you on that because i actually checked the time how much time do we have left in this episode and i had eight minutes i go man they got a lot of resolution to do here in eight minutes <laughs> <laughs> and they just decided not to. And they spent a lot of time just like clicking and uh, being in the ju the forest jungle kind of. I liked that. I liked. All I didn't of mind that. it, but I it, yeah. it, it was it was uh, a lot of it. And um, and I'm like, if you if you're gonna re like want more resolution, maybe do more with this story because they're trying to do this serialized story in this season three with of course with the Zindi arc, and this is just kind of. I don't know. It doesn't quite fit, you know. Yeah, but you Star Trek, you're going to get that. I mean, there's lots of episodes of Deep Space Nine that don't fit. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a bad start. I mean, it was it was interesting how they got there. And, you know, like, I, I guess there was a lot of questions. I mean, how, how do we open, Dave? We, we had the opening scene where yep. there was uh, on a jungle in the dark again. Guy running, like... running through the forest. Somebody we don't know. We get a little glimpse of him here, uh, yeah. but this is not somebody we're supposed to know. So I'm watching it, and then these guys in suits with green lights on them are kind of stalking this person through the forest, jungle, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. The guy falls over, and, and uh, horrible death. Yeah, and they just uh, they just hit him with the flamethrowers, really. <laughs> Like, no um, mercy just burn them to death my god yeah even their own people later on yeah even their own guy he's like in the process and they're just like nope and they're, i'm like I wonder well, how I, he feels about that after being given a cure after you know a few hours after killing his friend probably not great you know um the other thing too is i'm like why why do I, I got some questions about these aliens who felt like it was their need to eradicate the infection and stuff like that. I'm like, well, what, then why don't they just destroy the planet if um, if they're really afraid of this disease so much? I don't really get that part. Or if, if their buddy, their friend got infected, why don't they just live, leave him to live out the rest of his life on this planet? Right. Like, why don't they sense. let people live on the planet and not leave? Or why why leave the planet intact and kill everybody who gets this 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 thing? Because you can't get off the planet, you know. I don't think they're going to invent a spaceship these these infected, um, and and start infecting other plants. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, but that, that was a good question. I mean, like, there was really no explanation to why, like why they are there and who's on the planet. Like you can understand the Enterprise crew getting there because they're curious, and there was no no warnings which is odd too like if you if you have a planet under quarantine wouldn't you put up you know some kind of probes or something that, was, that warns people off saying hey don't go here 
Yeah, well, that's kind of what, what uh, Trip says. It, this wasn't very well marked. You could have like left a buoy or something in orbit. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Comments here in the live stream from our good friend Sam. Uh, is Davin coming on tonight? We believe he will be making an appearance after X-Men. Yes, uh, uh, Adam does have to get out of here before his flight takes off. That is another question. When is your flight? My flight is at 610. Um whatever time I'm on, Pacific time. So 9, 10. So I have to board at 22. Right. So we have about um, 30 minutes left here to kind of run through the episode. It's not like there's a ton to get through. Uh, it's not, there wasn't a ton of dialogue and uh, <laughs> some of it was in a language we couldn't understand. Um, and yes, Sam, we know your birthday's coming up on Sunday and we're very excited for you. I don't think uh, Jody Adams singing birth, uh, happy birthday to you is in the cards but who am i to say i'm not <laughs> so, gonna sing sam i'm not gonna sing but listen have a, a very happy heartfelt birthday from everybody here from from the west coast all the way to the east coast sam all right um heading through in the episode after the credits on this star trek enterprise episode we get another um aromatherapy session here with Tapal and Trip back in her um, her pajamas, uh, her Vulcan pajamas um, that are guys like these are not these are these are these are sexy pajamas like these are not uh, mm -hmm. they don't seem very Vulcan. I'm going to say again, but I was enjoying this scene, you know, well, who can blame you? But, you know, um, <laughs> It's uh, yeah. He brings her peaches to eat as a as a thank you or something like that because I think he's late for this. And it's like a, if you don't know, Tapal is at this point giving Trip massages or whatever to help him sleep because he's you know stressed out after the Vulcan neuro pressure. Vulcan neuro pressure, yes, which just seems like massages to me, but whatever. Um, yeah, he brings her a peach. Remember, Vulcans don't like eating with their hands, so this is you know she's come a ways here to Paul. Uh, taking a big bite, and you know, she says, "Well, this does not make up for your tardiness or whatever." So, but she goes with it, um, and then he, he, you know, she wants him to like take off his shoes here, and he, well, my feet are stinky, and your your Vulcan nose is gonna go like it. I didn't shower. I, I, I wish they would have not done that scene. They could have just moved on, you know. Yeah. I guess that they're trying to because they're trying to set up the romance up here with these two and you know and, and build this uh kind of slowly, you know, but create this sexual tension from them. You know, this is her smelling his feet, I think. Here that's <laughs> the look I think she's giving it. And liking what she's smelling. Yeah. Also mentioning that LeVar Burden directed this episode, guys. Um and what all I've come to after watching enough of these Star Trek episodes and reviewing them and talking about them, uh, LeVar Burden has directed some amazing episodes of Star Trek and he's directed some really bad episodes of Star Trek. And I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to the director, yeah. but it's like he he actually just directed his own episode back in um, Next Gen when he was transformed into something. Yeah, right. On, on yes. a planet. Yes, and good part. This is like a lot like the episode where everyone got like devolved on the Enterprise into. Um, but there was also seasons. one where he was on a planet and he was into some kind of reptilian or something. Remember that? When who was? Jordy. Oh yeah, you know you're yeah absolutely right. He was. He had been infected by that vi that other mutagenic wow. virus like years earlier, um, and he it was sort of activated. Yeah, um, and there's a Voyager episode like this, right? And. But I love these. These I keep Star Trek. Keep doing these. Just do them well. Miri, Miri, right? Yeah. There's been yeah. There's lots of episodes where the crew gets turned into an alien or a monster, and if we don't reverse it soon enough, it's going to be permanent. And this is no different. So, um, yeah. So yeah, she's doing like the the massages on him here. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else of substance in this scene. I don't think so. It just then it, it turns yeah. into she gets a call from Archer. Meet me in the command center. You know, we got to head to the command center. And, uh, well, not tri not Trip, I guess. Uh, as we know, Archer is in stressed out mode right now. Trying to, He's got the weight of Earth on his shoulders, and he's trying to figure it out. We saw him absorbing the Zindi database last time we saw him. So in this command center. And he shows here to Paul that he's learned about the Zindi Arboreal, the uh, the 
tree living zindis similar to sloths on earth um and uh you know and dave they've also he i think they called out they know of three species now they know yeah. of three but they know that that zindi talked about there being five yeah um and there was a six but we'll find that out later this season um and uh yeah he talks about where that they had been last so they end up going to this planet because, and I just want to point this out. They go to this planet because they're trying to track down where the Zindi had been because they had the records from the Raiders in the previous episode. But I don't think that they get any information or that this little trip to this planet bears any kind of fruit in this this investigation, right? Am I wrong about that? Or Well, they find the... Zindi the shuttle. Zindi shuttle. So I guess we're to believe that the ones that were eradicated in the teaser were the Zindi. Zindi arboreals, more specifically. Yeah. Uh, okay. She also points out, well, we don't know if Zindi are there. And he goes, well, we, we don't know they're not there. We don't know they're not there. And she goes, we don't know. She also says that, yeah, um, we don't know that these, that the Zindi arboreals were part of the attack on Earth. It could have just been Zindi reptilians. And he also says, we also don't know that they weren't involved, you know? So. <laughs> Just getting like super annoyed with DePaul is always like we don't. He, he Archer is not like he's not relaxing at all in this 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 whole season. He's just <laughs> nope going crazy. Yep. He's going deliberately uh, curmudgeon-y. Um His yep. cortisol levels are very high, and I would uh, agree. I think he's <laughs> he's not doing well. Anyway, he's like get Travis uh, to set a course for this planet, and so they do. And then they get here. Uh, I guess this some time has passed because. To Paul has changed outfits, um, and her chair is very, very far away from where she's working. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that chair can move, right? It's on like tracks. I would hope so. Is if if not, their engineers suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She looks like she, that's not good posture there, To Paul. We already know right. this, Kevin. Remember the whole episode about you know cat the captain's chair? Right, right. Yeah. My chair. <laughs> you may have noticed I don't sit in it too much. Um, Anyway, so they kind of they talk about this. They're going to land in this particular region where the the, the Zindi shuttle is. I think they they did, they said there's a lot of plant life here, but they don't detect any humanoids. So they head on down. The way team consists of Archer, um, Reed, uh, Hoshi, and T'Pol. I must say that Linda Park does a great job as that alien. Yes, I, I would think her physical moved, acting was yeah, yeah her incredible. movements, yeah that that was my my highlight of this episode. Um, how these, <laughs> how the three of them really, but her in particular. Okay, uh, before you you get to that though, <clears throat> were you guys at all annoyed by Reed's like over exaggeration of swinging his rifle and that that flashlight around? Did you guys oh, notice yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, well, Reed, I wasn't super keen on Reed before he turned into this weird alien um, in this episode. Uh, not just in general, and, and, but... And where are the Marines? I mean, honestly, we have Marines now. Yeah, you have the Makos. Like, they're not busy, are they? Like, they were, no, you no, could bring one. You could have brought one. They, um, they have one job, and this is it, and they're not yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh they find some some corpses here. Uh, presumably, these are the ones we saw in the opening where they who got uh, charred. And there's only here that Archer goes, "Oh yeah, this whole area has been torched." But it's kind of like they're they're a little bit slow here to kind of get figure it out. It's um, I guess at this point they've all been infected and don't know it, and uh, they're just they're they're all getting uh, transformed. I like what Reed says here. Um, he says, uh, I never cared much. I never much cared for the tropics. He's never cared much for the tropics. He says, um, because she says, are you okay? And then Tapal starts to notice something here. We see things from her point of view. And then we see that her face is starting to mutate. Um, and she's aware of it. But it's, it's happening to the three humans much faster. And uh, whereas her immune system is able to call, come, come out of it. And here we see we start to see this makeup. Uh, here we see um, Dominic Keating uh, with this, with this uh, what, whatever this alien was called. Um, and, and coming out here, we see it start to affect Archer. And his eyes of course change. it's going to hit reed first as well guys like of course it's going to hit him first of course yeah no he's he wants to 
be infected. You know, it's his fate. It's what it's it's his uh, destiny as a uh, as a navy man. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, do you guys like this? How we kind of like, they've done this a few times where they kind of go inside and they show us the heartbeats or whatever. And the ribs um, all like got thicker and, and three hearts emerged. Yeah, we saw different organs growing, and yeah, um, and then you know, and and T'Pol calls up to Enterprise, and who's in command? Mayweather. Mayweather. What? How did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, Trip is really in command. He's just not on the bridge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah she tries to tell. Uh, he's not where he's supposed to be, Kevin. Is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is usually starting point, but yeah, she's starting to deal with uh, Captain Archer now transformed, and he comes at her like speaking this gibberish alien language, which they haven't put translated yet. And she, you know, she 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 stuns him with the the phase pistol, and then I think Hoshi comes out here, and we see her her she's transformed now, and we get a bit of a of a girl fight between Tapal and uh, Hoshi. Yeah, so to your point, Kevin, I mean, so Hoshi's had barely any lines in any episodes for for, for, for a long time now, and now she doesn't even speak English. <laughs> I, I thought that, too. I thought, I was like, oh, she's finally in an episode. Oh, and they change her completely, and she doesn't speak the language. That's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah her, her skills would have come in handy here, but yeah, so they make her part of the transformed. Um, And then what's an... Oh yeah, and then Tapal runs away here from them, and then she, I guess she falls and does she get knocked out? Is that what happens here? I, I I couldn't quite figure out how she goes from falling on the ground, and then she's like tied up and she's in this thing. I think, I think it's she just, did. She passed out. Yeah. Yeah, something with the virus. I don't think anything physical happened. Yeah. Okay. I would. Yeah. And so they they have her like in this like it's almost like in Star Wars where they had uh, like Han Solo. The Ewoks had Han Solo like you know tied up. Uh, they were about to roast him over the fire. This is what it kind of reminded me of. Um, yeah. You know, and she's like tied up here. Um, and she, But she's not as transformed. And yeah, and they're all speaking the clickety-clack language or whatever it is. Um, making these weird popping sounds. This is a, an interesting makeup, I, I, I got to say, that they went with in this mm -hmm. season or this particular episode. Sorry. Um, yeah, that membrane is kind of creepy. The membrane like on the side, like this thing down yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think it's CGI'd at time or, or something. Um, it's it's something else. Yeah, but it was interesting just watching like Linda Park and uh, Dominic Keating and uh, Scott Bakula do this in, and and getting to play like differences in their characters. Uh, it was I think in particular like I think we talked about Linda Park, but I really did enjoy what Scott Bakula was kind of doing with it. But it also made me laugh too. Um, yeah. You know. Maybe that's part of the reason I was enjoying it because he was just he, so. Yeah, he, it's one of the first episodes he's been good in. <laughs> yeah, because he's <laughs> doing something completely different. Yeah, um, exactly. exactly. But it's it's not as convincing as Linda Parks, which no, also her, makes it. He steals the show for that. Like she, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, her physical acting is incredible in this. The way, just the way she stands, even. Yeah, the like, way she moves her hips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and 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 and, uh, yeah, and her dialogue too, but it's more so the physical versions yeah. of how she 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 emotes through that makeup, which was impressive. Um, yeah, and so to Paul trying to reason with them, uh, I think she has to convince like to use the universal translator here to get it away from Hoshi, uh, which takes some coercing, but. Archer seems like even though he's been transformed, he's still kind of Archer, or he had he kind of remembers who he used to be, or has this his captain morality seems. Yeah, he, he still uh, responds to Captain. Yeah, he's like, you can keep calling me Captain, everybody. <laughs> well, I, I think I think honestly, it's it, it's respect that DePaul's offering him, regardless, and and clearly he's the leader, you know, yeah. even in his his state. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's almost, it, this almost reminds me of like zombies in some ways in this episode too. And like, I remember like Bub the zombie from Day of the Dead who was like, could kind of remember his old life or stuff like that, you know? And that's kind of what I felt like it was a little bit in this too. Uh, anyway, she gets the Universal Translator 
And when, and when she finally gets it from Paul finally gets it from them, and she's like, talk. And they're just like, they won't talk. They just start growling <laughs> at this point. Uh, you know, she's like, talk, talk. But anyway, we get it. We have to cut away because apparently that took a while uh, for it to work out. Uh, back up on Enterprise, uh, we find that that Phlox is saying, yeah, I can detect one Vulcan, but I can't detect the humans. Um, and they're like, well, where are our people? How, you know, Trip, of course, going mad. He doesn't like when he can't find Archer. He gets very distressed. We know this. He does. But you know what? This is the time he actually shows restraint. He's not rushing in like he normally would. True. Although Phlox does say, like, I'd like to run some more tests and scans uh, before you try to go down there because we don't know how this thing's transmitted. And and, uh, and Trip eventually just says, we'll go in EV suits, which turns out to be fine. But he doesn't really know what he's getting into at this point but he's but, yeah. he, you know what he's making decisions and making things happen i really like trip in this episode yeah i yeah. would agree with you kevin I think he's showing leadership again finally yeah. and yeah. he's not like it's not all about the captain and it's 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 about the crew right very different yeah right yeah i think that's been part of his arc is that he used to just be like this loyal soldier to archer pretty exclusively and now he's he kind of has more connections with the rest of them so that's a good thing. But yeah, like um, trips, trips, he's going to get the Makos, which, you know, they uh, and go down and uh, Flox is like, all right, go for it. So anyway, they come back and um, and I think this is at the point where they're, they're, they're finally starting to be able to talk to Archer. He's like, Enterprise, what is that? Because the accent he went with for this was interesting. Too. <laughs> um, yeah, and just going through it and, and, and hoshi doesn't want to trust to paul we don't know we can't trust her she's not one of us we don't yeah. know what she is uh dominic keating or uh reed here he's like the creepy like lieutenant guy he's like he's like <laughs> whispering in archer's ears because i i found it interesting that they still look at archer as like the alpha of the pack yeah you know Despite but having... I, I think that's also supported by what T'Pol's doing, too. I mean, she's going to him for everything. True. So like maybe they were just re responding to that. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but also, Archer's strong enough to wait to take away that egg from, from, from uh, Reed later Reed, on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, he just starts grabbing him here. Yeah, I was a little wondering where that scene was going to go. Uh, <laughs> <he> was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming in with us now. From Nova Scotia, coast hey. to coast, we got Davin's going. Nova Scotia to BC. I dream I was. <laughs> you dream of the city. I was there. Thousands of us. Uh, Davin, how are you doing tonight? Better than this episode. <laughs> um, what did you like this part here where? Um, where Reed ran up the tree to get the... He just jumped up there real quick, right? Jumped up the tree. And no, not up. really. <laughs> uh, these egg things come down. Uh, there's only two of them. And yeah, then Archie... Linda, Linda Park gets hers. She's Linda Park gets down. hers. She starts mowing into it. Uh, it does look like a plastic egg, i got to tell you, but it's okay. Uh, it looks like but... Tin Man. Yeah. Little gets little version it looks of like live Tespa. Looks like live Tespa as well, like on Cardassia. Uh, it's got just these maggots in there with some, I don't know what else is they, they did there, but it looks not too well, good. Those are, those are real maggots, let's tell you right now. They went to yeah, the but, pet store and got maggots. It, but what's the, <laughs> you think they added like this green looking slime in there too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably not good for the maggots, but you know, <laughs> here's the boot and maggots. Yeah, especially when you're eating them. I hope she didn't really eat them. Uh, although we we did say we did like um, Linda Park's physical acting quite a bit in this episode, Davin. Like she's very oh, sure. interesting. With how she's she, a good actress, they just don't yeah, do enough with her, with her. series. Dominic Keating was <laughs> interesting. Uh, I got the eggs, and you're not giving me any. You, I got the eggs from the tree. I'm like, can you guys not get a third egg for 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 so you can all have your own egg or whatever? But you know, she Linda Park is just kind of watching this, like you know, maybe trying to see which of the males will come out dominant in this uh, little uh, meeting of the horns. Uh, yeah, it, it, Archer just starts throwing them around here. I was, I this was like a species that 
was pretty advanced, right? Because the whole idea of this mutagenic virus was that their, their species was going to die out. And so they, they, invent, they invented this to sort of turn people into their species. Um, but yeah, they're also kind of animalistic, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, in how they behave. Uh, why is she? She's down there. Oh, yeah. And he takes the it's rock. Him. And then... that, that's him. That's Dominic Keating on the ground. That's Dominic Keating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Archer wins the fight. I couldn't get a lot of screenshots from the fight. It's just a very fast, weird kind of fight. And then he breaks open the rock, you know, the egg thing, and he's ready to eat all the maggots. And then he looks up. He's like, Oh, but you poor you to Paul. You're my buddy. You got to have some, you know? You want some of the maggots? I'm not hungry. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He eventually, like, okay, whatever. And then, like, how uh, <laughs> he just squirms up here, like, could I please have some? And he's just like, fine, take some. You know? <laughs> he's like, I got the egg in the first place. Um, anyway, so Trip and uh, one Mako are like uh, in the sh other shuttle pod, like searching the forest here, trying to find. Uh, the crew, they, uh, we see Daniel Day Kim. He's back. Uh, you know, I guess it's two Magos uh, in, in the in the pod here. And and uh, T'Pol's like, it's Enterprise. They're looking for us, but they're they're not feeling it. It's the skyship is coming down here. They're in their EV suits. They're looking around for the crew. Uh, I did like seeing like the night vision a little bit through these aliens, like how they could kind of like see the thermal and whatever and how they can see much better in the dark than uh, than the humans can uh or the vulcans yeah and then we see one of these marines i think gets knocked out presumably by reed or hoshi trip catches up here uh and then i think yeah this is where reed jumps out of the out of the out of the jungle here and tries to attack i think uh trip and he just gets uh phasered and uh, knocked down, and then trip or the uh, archer attacks. Then, then him hits him with like this this pose. We see the fight, fighter archer. Uh, oh wait, I, I should delete more screenshots here. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, he almost, he almost cracks a trip's uh, helmet open here. And then Tapal kind of comes to the rescue and kind of um, she says, "You know me." There's a, everything in this episode is about the connection between T'Pol and Archer. A lot of it seems to focus between these two specifically. Uh, and Archer's like, I'm mean, sorry, Trip is like, what the hell's going on down here, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then she says, uh, I, I'm going to stay with them. You take Reed with you, mm -hmm. right? But what we find out is that this is a mistake. Is that she really should go back with them because her? We find out her her uh, her, it's her DNA. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, she's the cure, so we need her. But they end up taking uh, Reed back. They put him in the isolation chamber. He's all he's climbing the walls, literally. Um, and uh, and this is where we get the exposition here with the Paul and Trip, or you know, or sorry, Flocks and Trip, uh, where he explains this the, this virus and how it turns people into another species. Uh, then we get we get a call from the bridge. Trip is called there by Mayweather. When we find out two and, alien and ships. And you can just see his expression. It's like, oh, God, what now? I, yeah. I don't have time. <laughs> I'm an engineer. Yeah. So the two alien ships who we never even we're never told the name of these aliens. Uh, they just but they show up. And like we see in many episodes, they're just like grumpy. They don't you know, they're just like, you're in restricted space. You're in our space. Everybody in the like expanse is, is grumpy, Dave. Everybody in the expanse. Everybody in the expanse. But it just—you see this in all the time in Star Trek, where like the aliens are, you're in our territory. You have to leave. And then they go, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. We didn't know it was your territory." This seems to come up all the time. Like Davin, one thing we were talking about is the fact that, like, why wasn't there a buoy in orbit? Like, if this is such a big deal or in the solar system, you know? I know nobody uses buoys in except for the Federation, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like they wait for somebody to show up just so they can fly over and say, hey, you're not supposed to be here. We know we never told you, but um, you're not supposed to. Anyway, what do you guys think of this territory? <laughs> yeah, this alien captain guy. Yeah, pretty generic. Yeah. Very generic. 
It's like he got like a Roman outfit and just put a big emblem on his chest or something. Hey guys, before I go, because I have to go, I just want to there's two fun facts. Oh, oh well, yeah, you know what? Before you go, we better get your rating too. Uh, I'm giving it a five. That's generous. Well, yeah, I'm giving it a five. But listen to this. But hold on a second. I gotta, okay, she's talking. I'll come right back, Dave. All right, no problem. <laughs> All right, okay, we'll go back. Quiet. She's quiet. She's quiet. Okay, real quick. So uh, LeVar Burton, who plays uh, LaForge in Next Gen, went to producers and told him he was ashamed that he had directed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. And then 10 years after this episode aired, Brennan Bragg got called Extinction, one of the singular, singularly most embarrassing episodes of Star Trek I was ever involved with. So. Oh, no, there's was... way worse. There's no code of honor. In I can Meridia. think of many episodes that Brandon Braga is directly involved with that he should be more ashamed with. Of than well, this. Yeah. Like, this threshold. Anyway, I'll see you guys. Take care. Yeah. All the best. See you, Adam. See you, Adam. Good fight. Yeah. Uh, in particular, yeah, in particular, Threshold, because like that was, didn't you learn your lesson from Threshold? Um, it's, this is a little bit in that vein, although it's not exactly the same. It's not exactly the same as any of the previous you know, the crew gets turned into an alien episodes that we've seen in various Star Treks before. Okay, back to the planet where after oh yeah, by the way, Trip told the alien captain guy, you know, we're gonna you have a big fight if you do if you try to uh, board our ship. And so I guess the alien captain uh reads it here. Uh here we got um yeah, is this where they go into the caves? Yeah, this is yeah, this is where like Archer as this alien like no this is the dream sequence now i'm remembering this is like when he's having the dream and yeah. we kind of see that there was like this underground city that these aliens used to live in and i was like but why are they all not weird looking alien guys going ah, ah, you know they look like just like people from what i could tell um i didn't i feel like that we could have seen more here but we got kind of got the bad cgi people and jody's not here to tell me i'm not allowed to comment on bad cgi people <laughs> um but guess what he's not here so and they were, they, they were bad they were very bad especially since they're supposed to be like these like monkey people who like climb trees and do like i'm like this looks lame as hell like you know um anyway so so archer's looking out there and then you know, his worst nightmare. Real archers here. <laughs> that made no real sense to me. <laughs> no, I didn't really get that either. Uh, but then he wakes I up. Lavar agreed to direct this, so like. Yeah, well, I was just saying, I'm like, he's directed some really bad episodes, and he's directed some really good episodes, and I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason or how much influence a director even has on an episode. But uh, with all that in mind, but. It is what it is. Um, it largely just comes down to writing <laughs> in these TV shows. And um, who did write this episode? I guess. Is it Brandon Braga? No, it's uh, Andre Bormanis wrote this. Okay. okay. He's their science guy. He's more of a science guy than a writer. TNG used him as the science consultant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I don't start writing stories. I don't know how scientific he has written a couple good ones though. He yeah, I don't think we've had all bad Andre Barmana's episodes. All right. Certainly I don't no, think of his no, name as no. writing the terrible episodes. Um and I've seen there have been worse episodes of Enterprise than this. For I sure. Say. Um well, I don't know. It has I don't know if there has. Well, uh, what's your what's your what's your big um beef with the episode, Davin? It's just boring and pointless. Well, like, but I understand that's, that's not a episodes, sin in itself. But, like I usually really enjoy bottle episodes like they didn't need to take a break from the zindi plot but they do a few times in this season and it, the other times work better than this yeah i i think I, like, like I, I just didn't find any other like caveman <laughs> stuff interesting like yeah, i didn't find any of those scenes compelling or anything no this guy i didn't much. care about there was just a whole lot of nothing for me uh i just liked seeing linda park do something fun um and... If it was fun, though, it would I would have enjoyed it. I agree, she did well. It was good body acting, and but yeah, yeah. But the, like this alien guy, <laughs> this captain, and like the I guess the only thing I could really like look at this episode back was like post pandemic, post COVID, looking at sort of how you think about diseases and eradicating them, and and how this when this captain is explaining how 
this there was like somebody got back on his home world and it nearly wiped them out and so what did he say like he they they killed like 10 million people on their own planet yeah. that were infected with this virus you know uh and they're like that sounds harsh and he's like well you know that's how it goes um <laughs> sure. and then he gets <laughs> we we know yeah <laughs> we know uh Anyway, he's like, he gets the call here uh, from his species. He's like, let me like, because he doesn't like the fact that Reed is in the isolation chamber. Like, they just basically want to kill the aliens and, and move on here. Or kill the Enterprise crew. I'm sorry, not the aliens or the crew turning into aliens. Um, but Phlox needs more time. And and then he needs that DNA from from Paul, and this is where Trip goes on this run. If you he run, I runs through the ship really fast so he can get to the the bitten peach. My favorite is when he's running through the corridor and nobody's moving out of his way. Yeah, like they're all... <laughs> he is like the third in command on this ship, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so I guess yeah, but it was also odd to me that like Flox wouldn't have any of her DNA on hand. Or maybe you need the K cells more specifically. I don't know. Yeah, yes. Anyway, anyway. So th then next this episode, we yeah. get this next scene here where it's just it's it's to Paul and there's <sighs> Hoshi um, looking going into like I guess find the underground city that we saw in the dream here, but they don't find it. Instead, they find uh, the ruins and they find this old dead body, but it's not an ancient body, as as, uh, as Archer will point out. Um, when they look down, this, we see that city we saw in the dream is now just all ruins. Destroyed long ago. Sad. Sad for these. Sad these, face. This, sad face. Um, and looking back here, it's like there's a lot of, I don't know. I thought, I actually thought Scott Bakula's acting wasn't that bad here, too. I thought he was trying to like show like the sadness of the losing this civilization like at least in terms of what his implanted memories of this are um and to paul trying to get to him but then he you know he's becoming more suspicious and uh not liking this i don't know and then he starts choking her out that was rougher <laughs> there's a lot of uh long scenes like this yeah. He's choking her. He's choking her. After he stops, uh, he's like, we got to leave here. There's a, kind of like this moment where to Hoshi looks at the choked out to Paul and then walks away. I don't know. I, I don't know what that what was meant to be conveyed there. Um, and then, yeah, anyway, so that we see these aliens, these unnamed aliens in their green light encounter suits show up. We see that they see like Hoshi and Archer. Um, and then like running away like over here sort of thing and so they, they're like we gotta get them with our flamethrower suits catch up to them pretty quickly here as they're like running through these caves um yeah archer gets the drop on one of them and manages to like this is where he tears the guy's suit i think i guess because archer's about to kill him with the rock but paul like talks him down and he doesn't kill him with the rock but this guy ends up dying anyway because um you know he's like i guess there's a little tear in his suit and his buddies show up and they see him transforming and they just torch him but like that mm -hmm. david like i know i'm asking for logic about an episode that doesn't make much sense but sure. why okay these aliens why do they why mm -hmm. don't they just torch the entire planet you know from kill all the people no, but there's no people on this planet. Like this, like it's just like why? Why did they leave this planet with this jungle that can infect you with this this virus, this mutagenic virus? Uh, and if they yeah, are, you know, they're quarantined entirely and never go there. Yeah, but or, but even even or, so, like okay, like okay, but their their friend here who's on the planet, or Archer, or or any of them, anybody who's on the planet and infected already, what's the harm in leaving them there? Oh. I guess you could see that as just proliferating the virus. And maybe they want to come back eventually, or who knows what their long game is with this planet. Well, that, that, I, who knows? Indeed, I don't think they thought it through, but I was like, if you're going to. I don't think they did either. <laughs> I'm like, you can. They need you to can, Cisco that planet. Yeah, you, you can. Just yeah, go take like, care of business. 
Commander, I said launch torpedoes. Yeah, like you could just obliterate this planet. You could you could literally scorch it, and then nobody would would beam down to get infected. Unless these aliens mm -hmm. want to study this from an archaeological point of view or something, but like um, I think they just like burning people to death once in a while. <laughs> well, that's a good theory too. Um, these unnamed aliens, and but they don't want it. They they know that T'Pol is resistant, and so they're not trying to kill T'Pol here. They're they keep trying to like um, instead of just torching them on site, they're trying to like you know get T'Pol and protect her here so they can maybe study her and why she's resistant to the virus. Uh, but Archer's, you know, he he he's a great warrior in any alien DNA, whether it be human or not. You know, uh, although they eventually take him down. Um, Hoshi's all defensive of Amir. Um, and then Trip, Trip and the, the Mako beam down. Uh, they just phaser these guys. The flamethrowers. Don't bring a flamethrower to a phaser fight. That's what I say. Uh, and yeah, oh, oh, and the Mako. This is the other thing we were complaining about before you joined, Davin, was like, they have these Makos who yeah. their, their, their main point is to go on like missions and stuff. Like they didn't take a Mako in the first place in the, in the, in the initial uh, shuttle pod. Um, that that didn't make sense to us. Um, but the only thing you can give that, and I agree with you, but they've shown they don't really like the Makos. They think they're better at all this space stuff, and they'd rather probably do it themselves. Yeah. But if you also start using the Makos, don't worry. He starts using the Makos a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't bring him on this particular mission, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I understand the tension between, particularly with Reed and the Magos um, and, and maybe the rest of Reed's security team. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, so I don't know. DePaul like appeals here to, to um, Archer and he ends up going up in the shuttle pod with them and they're able to get it going. And it, we get to see like other officers here. Even this guy who's filling in at Hoshi's pose, he has like lines. I was like shocked. I was like, they more than know, Mayweather, more than more than Mayweather usually gets in a given episode. <laughs> never gets anything. Man. Yeah, so. and Mayweather. I liked. I I didn't mind it, but in my, Mayweather's in the chair. But then he kicks out the the relief pilot, and he's like, "No, no, I'll take it on. I got this." I'm yeah, like, "What? You're supposed to be in command on the bridge, Mayweather. Like, you don't trust your boy there to like fly the ship. What kind of boss are you?" That's what I say. Um, anyway, so they so they warp away. So there's a bit of a high speed chase, a warp speed chase, uh, with these two alien ships and um, an Enterprise where they're following it here. Re uh, Tucker gets up to the bridge here, and yeah, it's kind of like just a shooting fight. They start firing at him. Yeah, this here's here's the guy relieving Hoshi, also an ensign, um, same rank. I haven't seen this guy before, but. He's coming in. Oh, look at that. Look at look at uh, Trip in that chair. He's commanding. Yeah. <laughs> He's fallen out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and they kind of, they 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 take a good shot here. I think their whole plating starting to buckle. Let's get them on the comms. And they're like, you drop out of warp so we can kill all you people. And then they're like, Well, just look what we got here. It's yeah, Archer. And then the episode is over. Yeah, the episode is basically over. Archer is like, look, you know, Flox is like, look, I just cured these people. I I was able to synthesize an antidote using a bitten peach that uh, was coming through. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so this is this is convincing enough to these aliens who are not quite evil, but also are kind of evil. I don't know what the hell their deal is. Um. And then. Driven. They're just driven. Driven. nobody does, including the writers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. So there, we see here. Um, I guess uh, Reed was the last to get like treatment. You know, he was the. Uh, you, you, I would have thought that like he would have tested the cure on Reed first before he gave it to Archer and uh, and Hoshi, but uh, I guess not. Maybe he knew Archer would want to be the first test. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and it was like uh, this. If, if this does kill you, I would be granting Reed's death wish, and that would be against the code of Denoblian medical ethics. So uh, anyway, I, the cross pass here between Reed and Archer, and Archer's like, "Why don't you take a couple of days off?" I'm like, "You think?" <laughs> you know, like you seem now to spend most of your time. Denoblian. You know, I just might. 
Yeah. Okay. Now the ending of this episode here where they say, okay, we got, he, he gives like the virus here to Archer and Archer looks at it and it's like the entire culture is trapped inside of this virus or that these aliens went out of the, they, their species went extinct, hence the name extinction. So it's kind of a little bit like the episode where, um, you know, Picard gets like that, that inner light where he gets the flash from the, the thing and he learns to play the yeah. flute and all that crap, you know, and I guess they're trying to say like, this is like the last memory here, although they don't like everyone getting infected and turned into aliens and eating maggots out of egg things. But, you know, they would, I guess, like to go here so that he's like, take it away and save it, put it in like the stasis or something, flocks. And he's just like, this is kind of dub, but okay. I'm yeah, like, go why keep it? Are you going to turn people into that I guess, species? Like, why keep it? I guess, like, maybe he's thinking, like, that they can give, they can maybe in time figure out how to use this to get the information out of it. Like, maybe there's information. Give them in the all box. shitty android bodies, too, like Picard. Maybe. I don't know. Like, it, but it goes inside of this, like, what is this? Like a 3D printer? What was this? It looks like it's something the thing Moriarty picked. was in. It's the Moriarty was in. <laughs> uh, and that's the end of the episode. In mem in loving memory of Jerry Fleck. Um, and uh, maybe guy. that's a good a good segue because I don't know who Jerry Fleck is. Um, are you guys ready for some fun facts or some details discovered with Dave? He's the writer they put to death. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so this episode was dedicated to the memory of Jerry Fleck, the show's first assistant director. This was the last episode in which he worked before dying in his sleep at the age of 55. Oh, okay. So killed him. <laughs> but he did work on it. Uh, yeah. It, oh, that's sad. Okay. This, what a, this would be like, like, it'd be great to work on Star Trek as an assistant director, but imagine this is like your last episode. You know, that's disappointing. Um, this episode saw the series title change from Enterprise to Star Trek Enterprise in the opening credits. Uh, well, we, we knew that already. Mm -hmm. um, this episode shares similar plot elements to Next Generation's Identity Crisis, where Geordie LaForge is transformed into an other species in an extremely short time span, as well as the Next Generation episode Genesis, where everyone got turned into, like, different aliens or Barkley got turned into a spider. Um Two flamethrowers used in this episode were auctioned off at the the big Star Trek auction they did uh, like 15 years ago. Ensign Mayweather enjoys a brief period as a ranking bridge officer on the Enterprise when all his seniors uh, are off the ship in the fourth act. Well, we noticed it. And then he didn't even stay in the chair. Um, and then a bunch of costumes were au auctioned off. According to TrekWeb, LeVar Burton went to the producers and told them he was ashamed that he had been directed this episode. Uh, and uh, and as uh, was mentioned by Adam, Brandon Braga called this the singularly most embarrassing episode of Star Trek he's ever been involved with. But it's not true, Brandon Braga. There's worse. It's not good, but like I think he's been in more, part of more egregious episodes. Uh, I that's all I got. Worse. I gotta oh. go. Baby needs me. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, thanks for being with us, Dad. Uh, yeah, yeah, no worries, sorry, man. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling generous. I'll give this a two. All right. You, 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 you already you had already given it a three. Yeah, no, I'm feeling generous too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. On yeah. that note, uh, yeah. it's time. It's time. It's time for uh, uh, for us to 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 rate this, Kevin. So we know our our uh, associates here are not too fond of the episode. Where do you want me I, to go first? Or? I didn't hate it. I like. I hated the end of it. But yeah. I was enjoying it in the beginning, so I'm gonna give it a five. I like there were elements. I liked um, Trip and Command. I thought he did. A, he was good, and yeah, there were things I liked. It's yeah, not great, but I'm with you. I'm going five, five something. Not high. I don't know. Five point one. Let's go that. <laughs> it's. <just, laughs> Was the fucking prices right, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, our collective rating is a four uh, tonight. Uh, this does have a, a six on IMDb. So, yeah, I love our burn. Andre Bormanis. I just want to, like, remember what else 
Andre Barmanis has written. Uh, he wrote Horizon, which we also didn't like. Yeah, that was bad. Um, he wrote the he wrote the teleplay on what on this episode six point four, the communicator. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this Andre Barmanis is not a good writer. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, I was looking for something that might redeem him there, but not seeing it. Okay. So, and this is normally where I was, Jody. What's coming next, Jody? Jody's not here. So I'm going to, I'll go. The next uh, episode, I, it's called, uh, starts with an Ra- F. Rajin? With an R. It starts with an R. R. R A J I. Rajin. Rajin? <laughs> <laughs> okay what's the premise here enterprise takes on board ragin a beautiful enigmatic passenger with ulterior motives okay uh that doesn't sound at? fantastic either no it doesn't sound fantastic does it it sounds like I this was supposed to be the zindi arc it's supposed to be but i'm like what this is like the slowest like get let's get off the ground here guys like can we get going uh nikita deep space nine does this with the dominion war too you'll get like six episodes in a row where there's almost nothing yeah i guess what why i think it works better when deep space nine does it is because it's a station and there's all these comings and goings and they just have so this this deep bench of characters yes so because, many like, characters so many characters and it works so well for them because it's a space station i think because like like we just when we watched um uh the far beyond the stars a couple of weeks ago in d space nine and mm. and like you know penny johnson comes in cassidy yates like what was the last time we had seen cassidy yates before that episode but right. she comes in and it's like oh yeah cassidy's here it doesn't you know and, and, <laughs> and um it, it it's like it's it's it, it's seamless where i think with the start with a starship show where, where the ship moves around all the time like an enterprise it, you know you can't do that but that's why it's so much more criminal to me that they don't use like hoshi and mayweather and read right. more right they have know? such a such a uh such few characters and yet they only use three of them really yeah, they barely use flocks. I feel like in these three yeah. seasons, he's barely had much to do. I think the fact that this chef is never seen, I'm like, make him a character. Make make it the chef a person on the ship. Like, um, you can have more characters. Like, but instead, they tend to just give way more dialogue to either to Paul or Archer or Trip, primarily. Yeah. You know, um, instead, and I think that that's kind of where I I, I don't even think that they really. They were trying to replicate Deep Space Nine, and maybe we're going to feel differently, you know, by the end of this Indie arc and say, that was pretty good. But then I want us to come back to this moment and say, why were we mucking around in the woods, you know, getting turned into <laughs> aliens when they, you know, Earth's apparently going to be attacked and obliterated by these Zindi? You know, maybe we don't need to, we don't need these side adventures. I, the only rationale I can think is they're like, 24 episodes is a lot. Let's, yeah. Let's just pace ourselves. Fair enough, but I feel like you could maybe not do these little whatevers. Like, not, not that if they had done this episode in the second season, I think I would have liked it better. Yeah, you know, I just feel like the timing of it. I'm like, why is it? Why now? You know, unless they were just sitting on the script and. Uh, At least they mentioned the Zindi in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, we're still looking for them, but you know, looking for those leads. I guess they don't want it to be easy. And fair enough. And when you think about the Dominion War in in D Space Nine, that. They took their time with that. You know? Oh, yes. Big it's time. surprising actually now going through it week to week again, just how long it takes for for that story to unfold. I always think of season six as being like all Dominion War, and it's almost not at all. Yeah, they'll have like an episode like with the uh, with Quark, like, like who mourns yeah. for Mourn. That has yeah, nothing yeah, to yeah. do with the Dominion. Or stuff like that, or um, magnificent Frankie did a little bit, but like you know the wedding episode. There's a few, been a few ones like that. Anyway, and speaking of which, tomorrow we'll be talking about the next episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. What are we doing tomorrow after one little ship? The Orion one, O'Brien and the Orion. Oh, honor, honor among thieves. Yes. Yeah. So So another episode that has zero to do with anything. 
Really? Like, yeah. It's not one. like, oh, well, we got to come back to this storyline with the Orion Syndicate. It's like it, this whole And thing. it doesn't even go, do the deep bench of characters. It's just O'Brien. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow night. It's not my favorite <laughs> episode ever by any no, means. No, it's, it's definitely a weird one. Yeah, but we'll see. Maybe the panel will uh, will feel differently, or we'll see. We'll find something else about. Would have made a better next gen episode rather than a Deep Space Nine. Yeah, well, again, it's like one of those episodes. I feel like you could give to any show. Uh, Sometimes that's for for worse. Why am I still a Karen? I gave this episode a five point (laughs) one. Keep having them. Um, and uh, no new Star Trek show is being reviewed right now because, but Picard will be back, I think, February 16th. So we're not too far away from that, actually. I guess that's only maybe two or three weeks away. Um, so we'll be picking up season three. I, um, you'll be back for that one, Kevin. You think? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's, we'll it's see. a while away. Um, I know Davin's in for that one, and we'll be covering that. And then I think Star Trek. We think Star Trek Discovery after that and probably uh, Strange New Worlds. So lots coming up here on Live Long and Podcast in our reviews. That's our red division. Check out that. We also have our science division where Davin does things like debates and trivia and class L probes. Um, he also leads the locutors of Trek division, which does like more long uh, format Star Trek podcasts, uh, answering the the more philosophical questions. Very, uh, very good stuff. And our gold division, operations division, which does things like Star Trek radio theater, or we might be like playing video games online, like Star Trek online, or whatever, you know, things things of that nature. So check out all the great stuff here on Live Long and Podcast, a great community of Star Trek podcasters. Uh, as well, um, look out for our, our affiliates in the United Federation of Podcasts. You can check us out at ufpodcast.com. Uh, most notably, we got, well, we got a bunch. We got ones like Trivial Debates, you know, and coming up this Sunday, this Sunday, it's the battle you've all been waiting for. Jamil Robinson hosting with Josh Foster, Jeff Mader, and myself competing in uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern on that channel. Uh, it will be a very reality show themed. Uh, we got Big Brother, Survivor, different reality shows. We'll be pitching uh, a sitcom based, or no, a new reality show based on a current sitcom or something. Uh, watch out for that. I'm, I'll, I'll be coming for <laughs> you. It. You guys are going to have to bring it with Jamil. Uh, oh, I know. He's a tough yeah. judge. He's a tough yeah, judge. But I, sure. th- th- I, I'm having lunch with Foster tomorrow. And then I was like, this is just like a reality show, Jamil. I'm going to gamify for this. You know, I'm going to create an alliance with Foster against Jeff. So <laughs> get out of these twists. Uh, I don't know if I'll get if I'll get points for creativity or not with that, but we'll see. Probably not with Jamil. Yeah, Jamil's tough. You got you got a real really earn. You got to really points. bring it. Yeah, he expects greatness. He does. He wants greatness. He wants he wants the, it all. And who can blame him? Uh, other UF podcasts include uh, the KBBBL on Fridays with Davin. That's a Simpsons podcast uh, where they go through all the episodes. He's got buddies Francis and Baker there. They're still in season one. Um, the Super Mater Brothers podcast. We are brothers! Talking about reality TV shows and other TV shows uh, like Marvel as well. Uh, we, we have the uh, the Mater, the Mary Mater Marvel Society, uh, led with myself and Jamil and Davin. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ant Man next. There's the Hellbound podcast Wednesdays that comes out with Alex Blackburn, Michael Chan. It's a horror themed podcast. Check that one out. As well as X Rated, the X Men The Amanda Review Show with Davin and Andre. That's usually on Tuesdays, but they did one tonight. The Graphic History Podcast, uh, which comes out, with, that's from Andre, who's from the, the X-Men as well. And he puts that out where he interviews people from the film industry, uh, as well as, as uh, people who uh, do uh, graphic novels and things of that nature. And Hold Up, a movie podcast every second Wednesday with Murphy and Davin, uh, where I think they're doing war movies this um, this Wednesday. A Bridge Too Far, The Bridge Over the River Kwai, and 1917, I believe, are the three movies they're going to be looking at. Um so check them out. Lots going, lots of great stuff going on here on the United Federation of Podcasts. And on that note, I think we can say goodnight for this one. Um, th- thanks to Kevin. Thanks to yep. Adam and to uh, Davin, who are with us, and uh, you know all the people in the comments and watching live and afterwards. Uh, live long and podcast, and we'll be back next week with Ride Ride Gin, I guess. <laughs> all right.
See you next time. Enterprise. Yes, it's your ship. You're the captain. <laughs>